Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me today is Robert Esparza. Hello, everyone out there. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, which is noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio, Search Engine Optimization Channel, or stream it on SEMSynergy.com. Today I'm going to talk uh, about a lot of things. One of the things I'm going to start with is sort of the word, if you haven't heard it, uh, our company is presenting a two-day training at SMX East. Uh, SMX East, of course, is in New York. It is a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday conference, and on Thursday and Friday, we're going to give a two-day SEO training course. It should be uh, really pretty great. It's You sign up actually through SMX, so uh, go there. Uh, if you want to take the training course, they're actually allowing you to register on site, and you get a $200 discount right there on the SMX East uh, registration desk. So I encourage everybody to be able to do that. It's uh, going to be pretty good. It's designed for corporate people, not advanced SEOs. So uh, it brings you up to speed, tells you what's, what it's about. It's uh, going to help you quite a bit if you haven't uh, ever taken a course. Our guest today is Derek Gross. Derek is an account manager here at Bruce Clay. Virginia is going to be talking to him about our process for managing accounts. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm going to be talking to Derek about how with so many clients on his plate, he keeps all the projects straight and progressing along smoothly. And he'll probably have some pointers to give us on how he keeps even the most demanding clients happy. So I will see you all again in the next segment. Yeah, I think that uh, from a client point of view, uh, and or an SEO point of view, of course, this is going to be useful information because client satisfaction is right at the top of the list. Thanks, Virginia. You're going to, I'm sure you're going to give him a hard time. That's, uh, that he, please give him a hard time. Please give him, never mind, I didn't say that. Um, what we're going to be talking about now is the site review process, the um, sort of the thing you do when you're just about ready to launch a site or even when you're considering should this person be a client. Uh, you have to look at it. You have to find out what the site is. You're going to be looking for obvious opportunities, uh, things that are clearly broken. Mm -hmm. I think that's the one of the first steps. Definitely. I mean, one of the first, the really the truly first step is to just get familiar with the site and how the site works um, and just Basically, you have to pretend that you're you're brand new to the site, and chances are you probably are, um, and just start clicking around. You know, see what the user experience is like. See if you actually feel like you're getting anything from the website as you move through it, um, because chances are that's going to give you a really really good foundation of where, where you need to start, and if it's and how bad off or or well off the site may be. Um, is it user friendly? Um, uh, is, are there really any 
structural hindrances to the navigation that don't allow you to traverse through the site in a optimal fashion. Um, I mean, that leads into so many different other things. Um, all right, hold on, I'm saying I'm too many times. Do, do, do. That actually leads us to a lot of other things. One of the things I think that we have, well, first of all, has anybody ever clicked on a link and had it fail right on the homepage? <laughs> uh, that leads to dissatisfaction. Um, there's a couple of things that we actually do in our review process. One of them is we care about the server information. We want to find out if the server is too slow, if there's a series of redirects. Those are, of course, bad. Uh, if you type it in without the www in front of the domain name, does it fail uh, or go to a different site? That's even worse. Uh, we've seen all sorts of problems. Uh, Apache, Microsoft, uh, does it have robots.txt files? Is it, is it really set up to be spiderable? A lot of the server issues are out there. For those of you that may not know, Webmaster Tools actually tells you if your server is too slow and that that would be a problem for the spidering process. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody understands that the Google algorithm's got a couple hundred variables now. Uh, there's a lot of on-page factors, uh, and, and certainly searching in Google can give you a lot of information. The Webmaster Tools can tell you about it. You can check your cache. You can uh, do searches. You can do a site colon, find out if it's there. Uh, there's a lot of things you can do in our tools. The Keyword Density Analyzer uh, really does do a lot of parametrics uh, on a site. Uh, we're still finding sites that have two title tags, for instance. Uh, or they open an H1 and close an H2 and they, they messed it up or, or things right. like that. So we have a good tool in the Keyword Density Analyzer. Uh, there's uh, things that you have to care about. You know, 500 lines of JavaScript at the top of every page. There's duplicate content. There's uh, clean, easily spidered URLs. There's title tags. Uh, duplicate content, of course, is an issue. Uh, I've mentioned it, but it, it should be emphasized that this is something that uh, the search engines love. Uh, meta tags, robots, redirects, internal linking, a zillion things that are on-page factors that you can do uh, so much better. It, just focus on a couple of them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And like Bruce was saying, there's there are tools out there to help you do this review process. Ours, obviously, uh, we have a fairly decent tool set, I think, um, that can help you with a lot of it. Um, but even our, even ourselves, we re rely on some outside tools to help us. Um, one of the tools that we use in-house quite extensively um, is a tool from Quest Software called Funnel Web Pro Profiler. Um, Oddly enough, it's discontinued, but you can actually find it on their website um, and get a, a shareware version um, that really helps you do a lot of data mining. It has its own spider. It'll go through your website. It'll mark up um, or actually create reports for you and tell you if uh, pages are missing titles, if missing head sections. Um, if it if it has a 404 error, um, it'll actually mark the page and let you know exactly what link on the page was throwing the error, what line it's on. Um, and where it was trying to go to. We're building so many of these kinds of things into our new tool set. Uh, keep your eyes open, folks. It's going to be out by the end of the year. It's going to be really, really strong. Another area is the keyword strategy and copywriting areas. Uh, I don't know if everybody listened in. If you can't, uh, you can go back and stream it from scmsynergy.com. But last week, we spoke to Carolyn Shelby, 
Uh, we spoke about keywords, keyword research, how to find uh, optimal keywords, which, of course, is have a target before you shoot the weapon at it. Uh, I think that's a good thing. Uh, and, of course, you have to have positioning and, and analytics and all sorts of things. But yeah. uh, just to do an initial site review, you, you look at a lot of things really fast, the 80-20 rule, and I think it will help you quite a bit. Definitely. I mean, we could talk about this for, for hours, uh, but unfortunately uh, we've run out of time for this segment. Um, as always, it's always worth taking a look at the site review process to see how other companies are doing and to refresh yourself on all the things you could be looking at. If your site review process looks a little different, tell us in an email to semsynergy at bruceclay.com, and uh, maybe we'll revisit this because I definitely think there's plenty of information that we unfortunately had to, to glaze over um, just from a time-constraint process. Um, it's time to take a break, but stick around. More SEM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media had netted FastClick, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BannersRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. You've got to work with Value Click Media. i got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit Value Click Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details value click media are your domains working hard enough for you now park your portfolio at revenuedirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic with revenue direct's proven domain monetization service you'll experience better payouts more options and smart optimization sign up free now at revenuedirect.com it's that easy revenue direct make more money period um hello Welcome to our website. Website traffic isn't about paying for clicks. Okay, so I guess we're going to wait until everyone shows up and then we'll... uh, um... It's about having the right content. So while you're searching for more traffic, the folks at InfoSearch Media are creating the content people are searching for. With InfoSearch Media, you can get more traffic for less money than PPC. So the next time you need to speak to your customers... Welcome to our website. They're already searching for you. InfoSearch Media. Get content that really clicks. This is Rainmaker. Jack LaLanne. A lot of people that are listening to the show right now, they're sitting in front of their computers for hours and hours every day. You know what they ought to do about every hour or so? They should just stand up and sit down in their chair. You're sitting down now, right? Absolutely. Stand up. Okay. Now sit down. (laughs) Stand up. Sit down. Keep going. I do it fast. Sit down. Sit down. Get your backside to the chair. Let me tell you, I'm already huffing and puffing. (laughs) Okay. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Entertainment Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's time to start jamming and spamming again with the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of surf, SEO rock stars, Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and right now I'm here with Derek Gross. He is one of the account managers here at Bruce Clay, Inc. 
Thanks for coming on the show, Derek. Oh, thank you. Um, in the last segment, Bruce and Robert discussed the initial site review process, one of the first steps in any search marketing campaign. And I thought Derek would be a good guest to follow that topic with a view of account management through the life of that campaign, or in other words, project management. Sure. Okay. So um, what does a project manager need to know about SEO or PBC in this industry? Well, I mean, to to come in as a project manager, it, it specifically by that title, um, you don't necessarily have to have experience in and of itself. However, in order to properly manage a project, you should be familiar with and understand the industry in which you're working. So uh, I, I need to be familiar with what is going on in the project, where the status of any particular item is, who my technicians are, where are they at within um, the tasks that they're working on. I need to be aware of what uh, is happening on the client side and anything that they're working on as well, so we're working in tandem. So uh, in that sense, I do need to understand SEO. I do need to understand PPC. I need to know the language. I need to know how it works. I need to know what our tools do. I need to be very familiar with what happens when we do this, what the goal of that is going to be. So coming in cold as someone who just knows project management skills but nothing about SEO isn't going to be as effective as someone who does understand the ins and outs of what the concepts are and how things work. So uh, I guess to answer your question, what I need to know is is I need to know uh, not only where the status of various tasks are, I need to also know how doing that will get us to the goal. I need to understand how that uh, all puts together and works and all the concepts and everything that goes with what we do in our industry and be intimate enough to speak on them uh, you know, competently, basically. I need to be able to hold a conversation because I'm the one that's going to speak to the client. I'm going to be answering the initial questions. And while I do a fair amount of, of answers that say I need to talk to the technician, if every answer to a question is I need to talk to the technician, I'm going to be very ineffective. What about some challenges that you've faced in your uh, time as an account manager here? Um, you know, I think in any project management case, the challenges you often face deal with the, the human element, I, I think, uh, or production. There's, there, there's, there's a two-sided uh, coin here. One side is the human element, personalities. You, you get a, any team of people together from 2 to 20 to 200 people together, there's going to be the potential for uh, personality mesh to, to be an issue. So one of my jobs is is kind of almost on the psychological side, playing into the needs of any particular personality to make sure that uh, we have a cohesive team structure. And that's not to say it's on the client side, that's also production side. I mean, it, it really depends on who you've got put together and how they interact. Mm -hmm. uh, the other side of it is production itself to make sure that we don't hit any snags and road bumps, or if we do, uh, that we have a way to handle that or to to work that into the project as, as something unforeseen by everybody. I mean, if, let's say, in our industry, Google does a, a drastic change in the algorithm and everything is now thrown into flux, that is something that's no, no one's fault, but we have to now comp, uh, compensate for that. So production becomes an issue as well that we often have to deal with from time to time. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned there the two sides of the coin, mm -hmm. the, the client side and mm -hmm. then the vendor side. So you actually wrote a... Uh, a cool, some actually several articles for the SEO toolset newsletter. Yes. And um, they kind of touch on this like how to be the best client in a situation where you're you're having your campaign run by an agency how to be that agent you right. know so uh, i did i did write these articles um and they were it, it was funny they were presented uh, how to be a good client first which uh 
in hindsight, I probably should have talked about being the vendor first. I think a, a few responses were kind of uh, uh, kind of uh, hotly responded to that. Uh, the concept behind what I was trying to say in those articles was to say that there are two sides in any project, and to there, there is a need to be a good client, but ultimately, obviously, you need to be a good vendor, a good service provider, and. Uh, Really, the whole thing comes down to good communication, good expectations, um, that when a project starts, both sides coming to this are working towards the same goal. They understand each other. They communicate well, and the expectations are laid out clearly because where I've seen the most struggle in projects, specifically here in, in the SEO industry, but I mean in any of my former lives, uh, it comes down to either a communication issue or the initial understanding of what was being set up as the, the project expectations were not uh, understood the same way by, from both sides. So the, the, the concept of those articles was to, to make sure that when you're a client coming into a situation, a, a project, or you're a service provider trying to do your best for that client, you make sure that you have these two things in place, a good understanding of expectations and good communication. Those two things will help see you through to the end whatever speed bumps you might hit. Right. Um, you have some tips specifically, like um, you should have regular communication mm -hmm. and the phone is your friend. I mean, so often, you know, email is our main uh, channel of communication. Uh, you know, that's a good point to touch on. And, and uh, I think that's something that's worth mentioning, uh, even for how we do things here specifically at, uh, at Bruce Clay Incorporated. Um, the email system is excellent because you have documented communication. Uh, when you're trying to run a project and you're responsible for making sure nothing falls through the cracks, uh, email is an excellent tool because then you have strict documentation on what was said and understood and what, who was in charge of what. And it, You don't really lose that unless you've lost the email, which you shouldn't be if you're a good project manager. Those shouldn't disappear. But when you have phone calls, the benefit there is um, you have that human – connection. The the issue that can come up through email, and I'm sure everybody's experienced it even in their private lives, is as you send somebody a message, you don't emote very well through an email. You know, you can't necessarily show that you were being tongue-in-cheek when you said that, or that you weren't trying to be overly critical, even though your personal way of speaking is very blunt. And so people will interpret what emotion came with that email. And so the potential for that human interaction uh, it can be misinterpreted as very high. So uh, my comment of the phone is your friend. When you are uh, on the service providing side of things and you're trying to uh, service your client very well, that phone is your best friend because if you can get through to that client and, and have a conversation, even if it's you know once every two weeks or so, hey, how's it going? Is everything okay? You establish a familiarity. You establish a, a connection that keeps everything relaxed and calm, even if, let's say, there's maybe a struggle on the project, it, it, it gives that connection that keeps uh, people from trying to interpret how people are feeling through email alone. E email is great for documentation purposes, but you need that human touch. You need to have that that connection. Um, yeah, it's true. I think everyone uh, on the client side is going to appreciate that as well as other people on the on the project team mm -hmm. within the within the agency. Um, and um, this is an interesting point you said, like, no matter how large or small the client, price fairly. Yes. Um, you know, I, I think in anybody with project management experience or, or, you know, I think most service providers in general would, would accept this as a tenant, but it's something to, to put out there. If you accept a project, whether it's $200 or $200,000, the price point should be fair to what they're going to get. And then once you've agreed to take the project, 
you work that project to the best of your ability. You've you've put your reputation and your professional you know uh, your professional character on the line. And so you don't want to price to gouge somebody just because you can. Let's let, let's pretend for a minute that a client is a large corporation, and you know they have large budgets for advertising. That doesn't mean that you should necessarily price to gouge. You should price to be fair. Uh, and even if your competition, let's say, is priced you know two times as much as you're charging, you know you don't want to ethically you don't want to take advantage of that. So you do price fairly, and you also don't price to put the little guy out of business. You want to price what's fair for the product they're going to get. And if they can't afford you, then that might be the reality of the case. And if you're underbidding your, your competition, but you're being fair, again, that's the reality of the case. Uh, so certainly stay ethical. But then once you've accepted the project at whatever price point, you give them your best. And and I think you know just a standard business ethic would, would argue that that's, that's the case. You, uh, but it's something that I was trying to be very clear about in my articles because uh, there are times when in your situation like what we do, where you have small and large clients next to each other. And I think the clients, are they may not know who each other are, but they're aware that hey, I'm the little fish in here. I, I'm only a two-man operation. I only make X amount of $100,000 a year. You know, I, I don't feel you're giving me all your attention. You don't want them to feel that way. You need to let them know that they're just as important, even if they are only a small segment of everything else on your plate. And I think that was uh, the main point of what I was trying to make is if you're the service provider, give them the benefit of being your client no matter who they are. Yeah, definitely important. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone in the situation is going to appreciate that. I, I would hope so. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we're out of time. Oh, okay. So thank you for coming on the show, Derek. Oh, you're um, project management is one of those things that we deal with subconsciously kind of every day. So it's always good to think about the details once in a while. Um, stick around. In the next segment, we'll be taking a look at the project from another view, um, coordinating your SEO and PPC campaigns. SEM Synergy will be right back. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart. had been out there with the code of ethics. been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Max, with our lean and mean team, how can we manage our publishing needs and still have time to save the planet? No worries, 99. DMX is the premier ad exchange network. They publish ads that circle the globe every day. It's a mission possible. But you know our inventory needs maximum exposure. Would you believe DMX had 10 billion impressions just last month? Their real-time auction-based service gets us the top dollar for our ad space, while their superior service saves us the time we need to save the world. Ow! 
sorry about that, Chief. But we need creative control and our own third-party networks. And who will help manage our relationships? The Amex has MediaGuard. We can select our own advertising banning profile so direct media exchange networks know which ad types we don't like. And we look great. And did I mention the Amex is free? Looks like working undercover is a thing of the past. Get smart. Get DMX. Making every impression count. Domain Masters. Gal Lickman, the founder and chairman and CEO of Magic Solutions International. A good keyword that people are searching on the internet and with the time more and more keywords are appearing on the internet and drive traffic to your existing website. So as an example, if you're going to be a real estate agent uh, sitting in Los Angeles, by buying keywords that people use in Los Angeles and creating a domain and pointing them to your existing website, I guess one leap from all those domains will cover all of your expenses. Domain Masters. Live broadcast Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Jim Hedger and Dave Davies bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Webcology. Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search Engine Marketing Formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Robert here with Randall Evenson. Randall is one of our top account executives here at Bruce Clay. Um, Randall and I are going to be talking about what goes into coordinating SEO and PPC campaigns and what kind of benefits can uh, be achieved by doing so. Randall, say hi to the good people. Hi there, everyone. Thanks um, for introducing me. And uh, as an account exec, I do a lot of strategic market planning with clients. And we work... um, quite a bit on assessing their needs and helping them to evaluate what they can really achieve goal-wise from their search marketing, which would include both PPC and um, their organic traffic, and uh, helping them to see where they can be coordinated and where they shouldn't be coordinated together for success. This is a very interesting topic. A lot of people don't realize the value um, that you can get out of a pay-per-click campaign um, for your actual SEO campaign. A lot of good data mining um, can be done by utilizing the pay-per-click conversion data. Hopefully, you actually do have tracking in place so you know what your conversion data is. Uh, I thought that would be a good first step. Um, But really, a lot can be learned um, from analyzing that data. That's a good point. Um, The the tracking is obviously very critical. Uh, If you're not doing traffic, then you're really operating in the blind. And... um, Something that is important to understand between SEO and PPC, if somebody has an existing PPC campaign, you can make sure by the data, if you're looking at it right, and you're doing all the way not only just tracking where people are coming from, but do they convert. So if you're using, for instance, Google Analytics and you're using their converting conversion tracking um, on your site, you'll be able to learn which words are specifically converting so that when you're optimizing, you can optimize for those words and don't guess or don't spend months trying to do your SEO for words that have very little or zero tra- um, conversion. I mean, that's that's a very good point. I mean, just by utilizing the data that pay-per-click allows you to get um, from a keyword research standpoint, 
um, like Randall was saying, it, you can make you almost basically can guarantee that if you focus on these words, you're going to get quality traffic, uh, quality free traffic, hopefully, um, if done right, and you can actually end up ranking for these terms. But quality traffic that is going to convert, so that you don't waste so much time going through the SEO process um, for nothing or for very little. Uh, exactly. I mean, exactly. sometimes people that search on pay-per-click ads compared to the people that click on organic are in a different mindset. Um, right. But majority of the people uh, that are doing searches out there um, really almost don't even notice the difference um, from, sure. from the data that's out there. And what we mean by different mindsets, in general um, uh, studies have shown that People, when they enter the web, the vast majority of them are in a research or information gathering mode. And that prim- they primarily go to the or- organic listings for that. Then as they, if they're going to eventually purchase or fill out a form or sign up for a newsletter or buy your product, they will move into what I call their transactional mode. And that normally is where if somebody's going towards that end, they are going to go to the PPC side of things. But you should just understand that it's important to cover in your in your um, SEO both groups the the people that are ready to purchase as well as those people that aren't ready they're in a information or research gathering mode and PPC can help you a lot to determine what are those conversion keywords because a lot of times people don't focus correctly on those mm-hmm. which also brings up a really good point if if you're just starting out uh, or you're really looking into having somebody else do this work for you um, Try to get a firm that actually has done both in the past and has actually achieved results. Um, sometimes clients like to split up their. Um, I'm sorry. Sometimes website owners like to split up the tasks between different agencies. One agency would be doing pay per click data, and one agency would be doing SEO. And by splitting that up, a lot of times you lose that ability to do that data mining from an SEO standpoint. Um, and or on the other side of the fence, um, SEO might be hindering a pay per click campaign because they're just not getting as much synergy together as they possibly can be. So it's a good idea to actually hire a firm that is reputable and can do both um, significantly. I agree. I agree. And another thing, when if you're, if you're particularly a new site um, or a site that isn't ranking well on SEO and you're in an even modestly competitive environment um, and you need traffic, though, soon, if not today or tomorrow, then PPC really is your only option. Um, and regularly for a brand-new site or new sites, by that we're generally saying less than a year, or you have some rankings, but let's say you're on page two, three, or four uh, for your, your targeted keyword terms, then if you need traffic boost, whether it's seasonal or just uh, through month, months throughout the year, um, PPC is really your only alternative. Some clients will then phase out PPC um, at, as they get their search engine organic rankings to, uh, to improve. Um, others will keep them going together because of the, the fact that we just talked about, uh, that some people are in a transactional mode and they have a tendency more often not to go towards the PPC. But those that are in the research mode go into the, um, the organics first. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, the bottom, the bottom line here is that, if, especially, as Renan was saying, if you're starting a new website uh, or have a new business opportunity online or, or what have you, you really have to take into consideration that that PPC is probably going to be your starting point if you're trying to make any money um, 
post launch for a brand new website. Chances are you're not going to be able to rank organically for at least a year, sometimes sooner, depending upon the industry and obviously the competitiveness of the keywords that you're going after. Um, but really, make sure that that is in your budget, that pay-per-click is in your budget, at least as a starting point, so that you can make actually educated decisions um, moving forward uh, from your SEO standpoint. And really, there's no real reason to ever truly shut off a pay-per-click campaign. You can always at least use it for trying to find other avenues that can convert. And a lot of term- times, those those other niche areas is what you'd end up trying to get into um, aren't going to be that expensive, so there's no real harm in doing so. I agree. And the other benefit of using PPC and, keep, and continuing to use it, even when you start to rank for SEO, is you can be testing out landing pages and conversion processes faster and better so that uh, once you learn those things, you can begin to apply them in your organic side mm-hmm. so that you increase conversion throughout your site, not just on your, your mm-hmm. PPC landing pages. And hopefully, once everything is running perfectly and you're making you know hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, it just doesn't really matter. And you can just start buying those ads for branding just so you have two opportunities opportunities per page. Um, that's also a big value. And to um, even to block or minimize the exposure of your competition. Yep, indeed. Well, we've run out of time for today. Um, that's all for this week's show. Thanks, Randall, again for coming on the show. You, thank you, and you're welcome. As always, thanks to Webmaster Radio for producing SEM Synergy. I also want to invite our listeners to send internet marketing questions to Synergy at bruceclay.com. Come back next week for more industry insights and experts. You can also visit semsynergy.com for info on this week's guests and topics. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy, and we'll see you next week.